in a country devastated by a civil war, the game of soccer will bring them together and bring them peace. Sports Film Pitch presents more than a game. The Ivory Coast Soccer Story, starring Sterling K. Brown, Winston Duke, and Hugh Grant. Welcome, executives, to the Sports Film Pitch, part of the Sports History Network, where we tell you Hollywood's next sports story. We're going to give you the cast and tell you an amazing, true sports story. And this week we have a doozy of a tale, one that could gain Oscar buzz if it was actually to be made, because it's more than just a sports story. It's a story of peace, togetherness, where the game of soccer helped end a civil war. Now let's get into more than a game. More than a game. Who are we going to cast in this inspirational movie? Well, first we need to think about Ivory Coast as a country. Now, if you look at the country of Africa, it is on the west coast. If you think of Africa as the number nine, it is where the loop meets the line going down. So it's on the west coast of Africa. It's a small country where the official language is French. So many of the characters in this are going to have a French accent, including a French character. So we're going to cast three characters in this movie. First one we're going to cast is Cyril Damara. And he is the grizzled old veteran. Guy that's been on the team for years. Played in the Premier League for multiple teams. I would compare him to the U.S. national team. He would be... Landon Donovan type. That guy, everyone knows in the country, knows he's good. Not overblowing you with his play, but like constantly solid. And that is who he is. He's a leader and he's going to be just that strong force. So we need a strong force actor for this. And we're going to go with Sterling K. Brown. Now Sterling is most known for playing Randall Pearson in the TV show This Is Us. But he's also played small parts in Black Panther. His most recent movie is Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, as well as voicing the character in Frozen 2. So he covers a wide range. He's a great actor, got a great, solid voice that would be similar to the, the accent he uses in Black Panther. The Black Panther accent they use is a similar combination of French dialect. Not completely, but it's a similar dialect that we would have, so he already has that experience. To go along with another actor that will be also in this movie. So he's going to be that strong will, authority leader, that guy that can guide the people we need. And then we come to the hotshot star, and that is Didier Drogba. He is the upcoming star, starring in the Premier League. He's a striker for Chelsea. 
He's becoming a star there. He's becoming a star in the Ivory Coast. And we need someone that can be arrogant and, you know, into himself, but also can really have a change that can affect people, that can have power in his speech and his change as a person. And for this character, I went with Wilson Duke. He's known for playing M'Baku in Black Panther and the Infinity War. He's also the dad in the movie Us, and that's mostly what he's known for. He's got a, a couple other TV roles in that, but he only has 12 credits to his name, and he's growing fast in popularity. And he can play arrogant, as we've seen in the Black Panther movies, but he can also have a turn as a character, as we've seen in the Black Panther movies. And that's really what this character is going to need. Need to be arrogant, need to be into himself, and then have a turn. Because that's going to be the whole reason for the movie. The turn is his character. And it's an important turn that really changes Ivory Coast forever. And our third actor we are going to cast in this movie is Hugh Grant as the manager of the Ivory Coast national team. He is Michael Henry. Now, Michael Henry is a Frenchman. Hugh Grant is not French. He is British. But his mom is French and was a French teacher. And he knows French. He can have that French accent. Knows kind of how to how people act and prepare growing up in a half-French home. And what he really needs to bring the character of Michael Henry is going to really focus on bringing two separate classes together. Very similar to Remember the Titans, where you're bringing two races together for one goal. He's bringing two religions together for one goal. And that really is where he comes and where the movie will go from there. Now, let's get into more than a game. So we're going to begin more than just a game in the leader's office, Bagbo. And he's going to be talking to Michael Henry, Hugh Grant's character. And he's going to be talking about how we're going to use soccer to really help unite the country. Because no matter what fighting or anything has happened, the soccer team has always been united. No matter what side of the Civil War you are on, you're still rooting for Les Elefantes, which is the team. And Michael Henry says he's up for the task. And this happens around 2004, 2005. And then we show him bringing the team together at their first practice with him as coach. The team has already been somewhat established. And honestly, Michael Henry gets to take the final roster. He gets the final decision on who makes the team. So it's basically a tryout for everyone involved in the team. On one side of the field, we see Surreal Damarad, who is Sterling K. Brown's character, the grizzled old veteran, currently an Arsenal fullback in the Premier League. 
Damarad is a grizzled old veteran in his mid-30s, coming to the end of his career. But he's looked up to on the whole team as the leader, the captain, the rating captain. And he's Drogba's in his mid-20s, and he's becoming a star. He's becoming a star in the Premier League, where he will eventually be the fourth highest scorer in Chelsea history. And eventually become the highest scorer in African team play. And these budding forces that come into play. The guy that knows everything, that knows what is happening. Versus the guy that is the best player. You know, sometimes in a team, the best player is not the best captain. That's what we're looking at here. And they're fighting, they're opposing each other. When Michael Henry brings them together in that first practice. And he starts talking to them about how I don't care your religion. I don't care about your background. I don't care where you have played before or what you've done on this team before. We are starting anew. And we are going to become a better team together. And this is where Hoko and Atua, a little bit of an explanation of how to make the World Cup. And the World Cup is separated into the six inhabited continents. And Africa gets five teams into the World Cup. And the way they choose that is they separate it into five territories, the, co- the country. And the Ivory Coast is in the western section, which means they're facing teams from Cameroon, Egypt, Libya, Sudan, and Benin. And the top team out of this group is going to be the one that has the chance to go to the World Cup. And Ivory Coast has never been to a World Cup. They gained their independence in 1960 and have never had the opportunity to make a World Cup. Soccer is in their blood in the country. Everyone watches. Even during the Civil War, everyone has watched their team, Les Elefantes, fight on the pitch and that's what Henry tells them this is our goal that by next year we will be playing in the World Cup but we have to start now and this is kind of where we go through a montage of the team you know struggling together where Damarad is trying to take over and be everything he's been leading the team like he's always led it but his body's letting him down and Drogba is doing everything on the field great, but yet is arrogant. And the team, even when he scores, is like they don't really care because the show is all about him. You know, that classic showboat becomes the voice of the team eventually, but he's not the voice yet. So we're going to come to their first game in 2005 for the World Cup qualifier. Now, they do play other games that are friendlies at this time, but we're going to focus on the qualifiers to get into the World Cup. Friendly meaning the game is played kind of as an exhibition. It doesn't count in their standings to make the World Cup. So they first play Benin. And Benin is a small country that hasn't had a whole lot of success in the world soccer scene. 
and it shows. They come out, and the Ivory Coast, even though they look pitiful, selfish on the field and everything, they ended up pulling this out and winning 3-0, which nil is zero. And that, and Drogba, the star, is excited. You know, he got to score his points, or he got to score his goals, and he got to be the star. But the rest of the team is resenting because they weren't playing as a team. They were playing singular. Every man for himself. And after the game, Henry addresses the team. And he's like, we are four wins away from the cup. But if we keep playing selfishly like that, we will never have a chance at getting to the World Cup. We are a team. I don't care about your religion. I don't care that he's Muslim and you are a Christian. On that field, we play together. Their next game comes up, and it's Libya, and they can't do anything. The game ends in a tie, which is better than a loss, but still not showing fortitude. This is where, after the game, Damarad addresses the team, reminding them, we have never made it to a World Cup, and currently we've played two of the teams we need to face to make the World Cup, and we are in the best chance we've ever had to make it. So I'm going to step back. I'm not going to try to lead on the field. I'm going to try to lead in your hearts. Because you guys are better players than me. But you still have a lot to learn. And this kind of grows the chance for the rest of the team to grow a little bit. And when they come to their next match against Egypt, they win. 2-0. And the team is excited. If they win their last two games, they are guaranteed a spot in the World Cup. The country is excited. If you've never been to a World Cup, everyone that has not talked to each other in years because of their religious basis, they're talking to everyone. Christian, Muslims, are intermingled, talking about the team. Peace looks like it's a chance of happening. But in that last game, everyone celebrated Damarad and not Drogba. So when we come to our next match against Cameroon, Drogba tries to take over play selfishly make it about him and they lose the game and Cameroon was in the same position they were if they win the rest of their games they have a chance to make it to the World Cup only one team can make it and they lost to Cameroon so now they can only make the World Cup if Cameroon loses or ties and the Ivory Coast wins. This is when there's a scuffle in the locker room. Damarad comes to Drogba and confronts him. He's like, this is a team. And Drogba's like, this is my team. And Damarad tells him, this is our country's team. Our jersey says Ivory Coast. does not say Drogba. We have a chance to do something no one in our country has ever seen before play on the World Cup stage and yet you're not being a part of our team and Drogba he wants the chance to be the hero of the Ivory Coast but he understands that he can't do it alone and so we come to their last game against the Sudan and just before the game happens they hear that Cameroon has tied Egypt 
in their last match. So if they win this game, they're going to the World Cup. And they're a different team out there. They're passing. Drogba passes, gets an assist in this game. Something he hadn't done the entire time. And after that, the team comes together and wins 3-1. to one. At this point, they're all celebrating, excited for what has just happened. They have made it to the World Cup. The only Ivory Coast team to ever make the World Cup. And even though Dumarad is the captain of the team, the reporters all come to him to ask him to speak. But he goes, no, give it to Drogba. And Drogba grabs a mic. And this is being broadcast live to the entire country. Everyone is celebrating. Christians and Muslims are dancing together in the streets. Excited because this has never happened. There was 20,000 fans in the stands cheering. Muslims and Christians sitting next to each other, hugging each other, high-fiving each other, cheering as one. And Drogbuck gives this speech. Men and women of the Ivory Coast, from north, south, center, and west, we prove today that all Ivorians can coexist and play together with the shared goal to qualify for the World Cup. We promise you that the celebration would unite the people. Today, we beg you on our knees, and the team gets on their knees as he says this. The one country in Africa with so many riches must not descend into war. Please lay down your weapons and hold elections. And then he says, forgive. And all the team starts chanting, forgive, forgive, forgive. And everyone starts to get up and sing, we want to have fun, so stop firing guns. We want to have fun, so stop firing guns. And this starts to go viral. We'll start showing clips of people watching in different areas, showing them the watching on the computers, watching on their phones, everything like this going viral across not even Africa, just the world. And before they step onto the field for their first World Cup match, a declaration of peace had been signed in the Ivory Coast. Their goal, not only to make to the World Cup, but bring peace to their team had happened. And that's what we're fade to black before the World Cup starts. The war didn't officially conclude until 2007, a year after their World Cup appearance. But the unification of the country had started. Sadly, they did not advance in the World Cup. They did win one game, but did not advance out of their group stage. They went on to become known as a strong world team. And that is more than a game. The Ivory Coast soccer story. Thank you, executives, for listening to our pitch today. Would you watch this movie? Do you want to go see it? 
I think it'd be a fun, emotional movie. So much beyond the game that could be added into this. It's been a while since a sports movie had won an Oscar, but this is the type of story that could do it. So let us know if you enjoyed this pitch. What pitches would you like to hear in the future? We're always looking for great stories. And you can let us know at sportsfilmpitch.com or sportsfilmpitch at gmail.com if you want to email us. And you can also connect with us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Sports Film Pitch, on all of those platforms. And we're looking forward to another great year of pitches to give you and continue to grow this show. And we'll see you next episode because every sports story needs its movie.